DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, it's been a long week, man. Welcome back to the show. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Doing great, man. But I got to say, I got to ask, are you okay? Because last week you went 0-3 in our picks, and I went 3-0, and and now I'm up five games in our, in our, in our pick derbies. You're up one week. Oh, here we go with the match play. But, but as I have told our listeners, it's going down in fantasy football this week. Oh, there's, something going, there's something going down all right, and it's Mr. Chris Carter. Okay, okay, Mr. Mr. Talk Trash. Two and six. <laughs> but, but guess what? You're right, in, you're, you're right in front of me, brother. So if I win, I'm catching you this week. I've lost four games by less than five points. I don't oh, well, a loss is a loss. And when well, you suffer that, remember this that you said that this week when I put the smackdown on you. Okay. All right? Okay, okay, Mister Talk. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. When I when I catch up to you, and now I'm ahead of you in the standings because I beat that. I got you with the head to head. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing because you're gonna be down in the division. That won't matter. <laughs> You think this wasn't a, a a show where we talked about news when we start like that? But hey, hey, I, I had to give it to my man Dale. Okay, let's talk about some brief stuff. Getting ready for this upcoming game, Dale. James Conner has been a consistent presence for the Steelers, and the running game hasn't been bad, but it also hasn't been you know top tier in the NFL. But that's to be expected, right? Well, now you're facing a Cowboys defense that's giving up the most yards per game on the ground. The more teams are running it on them, the more than any other team in the NFL. Um, what kind of week is this for the Steelers offense that's been very spread the ball out? Every, every week there's someone else that's, that's being featured. What kind of week is this, is this for them to kind of get centered on whatever their identity is moving forward? Well, this should be a good week for them to uh, to put together a strong offensive performance, even – even though they've uh, scored points, I mean they've they've they, they and Seattle have, are the only two teams in the league right now have, who've scored 25 or more points in each of their first, uh, at the halfway points in each of each of their games this season. Right. Um, the Steelers have only topped 400 yards of offense once. That's uh, That being in Week Two against Denver. So you know this is the kind of game that you look at it and you say, well, okay, I understand people don't overlook this game. Blah blah blah. This Dallas team has been atrocious. Uh, especially since losing Dak Prescott. They're averaging seven points a game uh, since losing Dak Prescott. They're allowing 33 points per game. Uh, the run defense is allowing more than 170 yards rushing per game. That's last in the NFL. They're allowing, I think, 44 uh, and uh, 44 and change uh, percent uh, of, of the yards gained against them this year have been on the ground, which is the highest percentage in the NFL. This is not a good defense. The Steelers should be able to do whatever they want to do on offense in this game. And that includes, you know, if you, if you want to get uh, Anthony McFarland some carries, you want to get, you know, some of the other backs on the roster some carries. But James Conner, uh, early in this football game, should have a ton of success. They should be able to get that running game going. And, uh, you know, the Steelers keep talking about how they haven't played a complete offensive game. Well, this would be a good place to start. It certainly would be. Um, and part of that could be the offensive game. I was wondering, is this a week where I remember a couple years ago uh, when the Steelers were beating the tar out of the Carolina Panthers, that was when we saw Jalen Samuels get his first career touchdown. Is this a week where we might see a little bit more of maybe some Benny Snell or even possibly a little bit more of Anthony McFarland out of the backfield? Yeah, I think you can see both of those guys in this game. Uh, heck, you might see Mason Rudolph in this game if it, if it turns out the way that I, I think it, it might turn out. 
Um, you know, the, the Steelers have played some physical football games in the, in the past, in the first, uh, you know, two months of the season. Uh, you know, it, if they can get some guys in and out of this football game quickly, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when we were talking about that first month of the season when they were playing some hey, admittedly bad football teams, you still have to take care of business against those teams. Boy, it sure helps if you can, you know, get some guys in and out of that game, get yourself a lead quickly, and then just kind of sit on the ball the rest of the way and ride your running game to ride it out. That's where I think you, you can see a lot of yards on the ground in this game because the Steelers, I mean, we and we've seen that in the past. We saw them do it to the Browns. We saw them do it to the Texans. You know, they've been willing to, in the, in the fourth quarter, hand the ball off, get them yards, and just pound people into, into submission. This is a Dallas front that's so bad. They gave away Everson Griffin. Don Tari Poe got fired um, because he, he was so bad. Their replacements at defensive tackle are garbage. Um, they, they have no answers. They have no – Demarcus Lawrence is their guy, and I know they have uh, Vayton Landeresh, who I do like as a player. They've got some name players on that defense. They're just yeah. not good right. as a group. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a situation where you got talent – but you can have talent on a team and stink, a.k.a. Every, every team in the league has talent. It, it's right. the NFL. It's, it's how does that talent acquiesce or, or you know, coalesce uh, as a group. That's why, you know, you, you heard the Steelers talking last week after their, you know, they gave up 265 yards rushing to the, to the Ravens that, you know, guys were getting out of their gaps. Guys weren't being, you know, doing the things that they were supposed to do. Um, that's what happens when you, when you have a bad day like that. That's what happens. And it doesn't matter how much talent you have if you're not going to play team defense. Well, Dallas doesn't play team defense. Right. And that's, that's a problem for them. And their secondary is known to get lit up, too. This is a game, you know, we just talked about the running game. You know, I can, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for Deontay Johnson to have a couple more breakout performances. You know, we've seen him put up multiple touchdowns in a game. We've seen him do well. But I think people have been waiting to see more, you know, more big, big performances from wide receivers. Like you said, the Steelers haven't put up a 400 – well, they've only put up one 400-yard game of, uh, of offense. Um, is there is, – do you think this is also a game – we talk about the ground game maybe getting going, but is this a game where maybe that you see a, a receiver have a typical, like, you know, a wide receiver one type of game where, he, where someone ends up standing out of, um, so much? Because normally, Ben Roethlisberger and Tom have said how – they're picking at what teams are giving them. But this is the Cowboys. Their defense kind of gives a lot of things. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, when you look at this Cowboys team, um, you know, if the Steelers put 14 points on the board, um, they may not have to throw the football again because I don't know that Dallas is going to move the football. So, uh, you know, I don't know that they're going to put up the kind of passing numbers that you would look for to say, oh, that was, a, you know, a great – a great passing game because they're not going to need to. I think that's why they're going to run the football in this football, in this game and, you know, take it easy. I think you could see some backup linemen in there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you, know, you could have Mason Rudolph handing off the entire second half. Who knows? This Dallas team has been so bad. They have been, they have been. We'll get into our full prediction at the end of the next segment before, after we get through all the picks, we'll get to all of that. But before that, we got to go do our first break here.
back here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, it's time for the picks. Now, Dale, we start off with an interconference matchup between two teams that stink to, you know, trying to figure out how bad they stink. And it's the three and four Broncos at the two and six Falcons. Now, for me, I was impressed that Drew Locke wasn't just completely dead this season with the way that he performed last week. He threw three touchdowns. I'm picking the Broncos on the road here just because I don't know what really the Falcons are going to offer. Um, but I, I think that they can give the Falcons enough trouble in this game because I don't believe in the Falcons' defense either. What do you say? I'm taking the Broncos in this game. I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to play, and that's a huge loss for the, uh, for the, the Falcons. Um, they, have, they are 2-1 and one since uh, Raheem Morris took over as head coach. Uh, but I, I think Denver finds a way to win this game. Now, a much better game to talk about and more exciting is a clash between two teams with six wins. It's the 6-1 and one Seahawks at the 6-2 and two Bills. Russell Wilson versus Josh Allen. This is an interesting game for me, uh, Dale, because you got a situation where Russell Wilson, he's going to have his, his talent at receiver there, but the running backs are hurt up, and we know that defense for the Seahawks gives up a lot of yards and a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. Here comes Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs and John Brown. Who do you think wins out in this match? Because I really think this could be a huge shootout. I'm taking Seattle in this one. I think, uh, you know, if you look at the Buffalo, uh, they have not played as well defensively as they did last year. They're middle of the pack. I think, uh, you know, Russell Wilson will find ways to, uh, to outduel Josh Allen in this one. I'm with you on that. I just I, – I have a hard time betting against Russell Wilson. I think Josh Allen makes this an exciting game. But when it comes down to – when push comes to shove and the clutch, I think it's going to be Wilson that gets it done. Now, here's another interesting matchup that could be marred by COVID. Uh, the 5-2 and two Ravens at the 5-2 and two Colts. This would be another type of game of the week environment. But with Marlon Humphrey testing positive for COVID-19 earlier in the week, there have now been, what, eight Ravens put on that list? And several of them, key members of that defense, including Matt Judon and Patrick Queen, um, and then even his backup linebackers. Is the, is the Ravens defense even going to be able to field its, a, a unit this weekend? Yeah, I mean, some of those guys should be cleared by Saturday. Um, you know, so they'll be ready to play, uh, or at least be physically able to play. Um, but you know, how much uh, were they able to, to work on the game plan, that kind of stuff? <clears throat> um, you know, the Colts, uh, I, I think, defensively are, are an interesting matchup for the Ravens. I like the Colts in this one. Yeah, I'm, I went with the Colts as well, just because they're at home. The Ravens have a lot of uncertainty with COVID. I just – and coming off a tough loss, I, I think the Colts could sort of rally and give the, give the Ravens a hard time in this one. Um, if if – if Marlon Humphrey and them guys did, didn't get that, I would be certainly pick, be picking the Ravens right now. But we move forward with a bottom of the bunker AFC South matchup. One and six Texans at the one and six Jaguars. I'm going with the Texans because Gardner Minshew's out. And I just, I think Deshaun Watson gets this game done for them. Yeah, I, I like the Texans in that game as well. Moving forward, uh, the three and five Panthers go on the road to face the seven and one Chiefs. The Panthers, on paper, ha are tough for quarterbacks in fantasy football. But this is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. I, I think if the Panthers put up a fight in this game, it may be a little interesting. But I think by mid-third quarter, we're going to start seeing this Chiefs team take over the way we know it can. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs win this football game. But uh, Christian McCaffrey will be back. And, uh, you know, Chris Jones just went on the COVID list for the Chiefs in this one. Yeah. So that's a big loss for uh, Kansas City. It certainly is. Moving forward here at NFC North battle here three and four lines at the two and five Vikings 
the Lions had Matt Stafford go on the COVID-19 list in the middle of the week. We got to see what's going to happen with him. Uh, the Vikings are coming off an impressive upset over the Packers. They're at home. Dalvin Cook is cooking. I- I'm going to stick with the Vikings here. Uh, Stafford is expected to be back for this game. Okay. Uh, but he didn't test positive. He was around somebody who did test positive, so they're being uh, cautious with that. Uh, but I like the Vikings in this game as well. I think uh, they found their running game, and I'll tell you what, Detroit struggles against the run. They will be missing uh, Gerard Davis, their inside linebacker. He's on the COVID list, and he won't be back in time for this one. So uh, I'll go with the uh, the home team. Yeah, I, just, I got Dalvin Cook putting up points. Another interesting matchup by two teams who are trying to figure out who they are. The 5-3 and three Chicago Bears at the 5-2 and two Titans, who are on a two-game losing skit after losing to the, to the Steelers. Both teams have lost two in a row. Both teams, I, I, and I, you're right, the Bears lost last week as well after losing to the Rams a couple weeks before. So uh, this is a very interesting situation here. One of these teams has to get their season back on track. I'm going to go with the team that has a more consistent offense, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I like the Titans in this one as well. Um, I think Chicago's defense will give them some trouble, uh, but not enough to, uh, to stop Ryan Tannehill and company. Another bottom of the bunker uh, game here. It's the, it's the un, unbelievable, the astonishing NFC East. The, the Giants at 1-7 are playing the Washington football team at 2-5. and five. I'm just going with Washington because they have some playmakers on defense, and I just think Daniel Jones is horrible. Well, they just played this game a couple of weeks ago, and the Giants won it. Um, of course, that being in New York, uh, I'm going to take the home team in this one, so I'll take the Giants at home against uh, the uh, Giants or the well, uh, Washington. Take Washington at home against the uh, Giants, I should say. All right, we're all we we are all in the same picks right now. Now for another divisional matchup, it's the four and three Raiders at the two and five Chargers. The Chargers just traded away Desmond King. They've given up a lot of late leads. I, I got to go with the Raiders. This is a team that's beaten the Saints and the Chiefs. I, I think they got a lot more to work with, and the Chargers are, are scrambling to figure out figure out things. But I do like Justin Herbert. I think he still has a decent game uh, stats-wise. I'm going to take the home team in this one. I'm taking the Chargers. I think they get it together. Uh, this is the second straight road game for uh, the Raiders. Uh, so I'll go with uh, the Chargers in this one. All right, there's our split. Dale takes the Chargers. I take Las Vegas. Let's talk about this. This is an interesting battle here. You got Tua Tagovailoa and the 4-3 Dolphins at the 5-2 Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. It's the battle of the short quarterbacks, Dale. Who you got in, in, in this matchup? Tua threw a touchdown but didn't look too great last week against the Rams. Yeah, uh, Miami's defense has been uh, pretty good, actually. They're the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Uh, but I'll go, with, uh, I'll go with Arizona coming off the bye week. Yeah, I think that the, yeah, they're in a situation where they, where they can recover well. They played really well. They, that was an impressive game they put up against the Seahawks. Um, the, you know, we saw that in prime time. So I'm sticking, sticking with the home team and Kyler Murray having a, another year of experience over Tua making his second start. Uh, Sunday night football here, and this is, kind of, this is my game of the week because uh, it's Drew Brees versus Tom Brady round two. Uh, and the Saints won this first matchup. But now they're in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay's coming off a short week. They played Monday night football. And – barely beat the Giants but as we know a win is a win and the Buccaneers need this game because if they get swept by the Saints they will then be a half they'll, they'll be basically two games behind them um, and it'll be rough on them uh, do you think that the Buccaneers right the ship this week or do you have the Saints going into Tampa Bay and getting a big win well this was a blowout the first time around in favor of New Orleans 
Uh, they won that game by uh, two touchdowns, uh, and it wasn't that close. Um, this is AB's coming out party, though, and he's going to do it against your football team because he's playing for me. Uh, AB is going to score two touchdowns in this game, lead me over Chris Carter, and lead the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers past the Saints. Oh, he's going with this. He's going with the Bucks. He's going with the Bucks. I'm gonna stick with the. Uh, no, I'm going with the Bucks. I, I, I went with the Saints in another Chicken. show that I did this week. Chicken. Ah, see, that's what you do. You just change it up so you can always. Oh, I was right. I had it right. All right, fine, fine. I'll go with the Saints then. Dang it. <laughs> fine. I was just inconsistent. Uh, well, I, but yeah, because I, I go back and forth on a game because I, I like I like different things. But I, I really like what Antoine Winfield has brought to the Buccaneers secondary already him and uh um and uh oh shoot Jordan Whitehead uh the pit the pit alum um I think the two of them have put put together some really interesting things on the back end and I just don't, don't, don't see that from the Saints but if Michael Thomas does come back this week that could bring some continuity to the offense Alvin Kamara looks fine from the early, from the earlier the scare the injury scare earlier in the week but fine no Dale wants to call me a chicken I will lose to his first psychology and pick the Saints anyways um but uh, we will – we got one more game here, EHC East game that no one's really going to care about, Monday Night Football. two more games. What are you talking about? You know I'm talking about before we get to the <laughs> – come on, Dale. You know what I'm saying. Nobody cares about this game, though. Monday Night Football, Patriots at the Jets. I'm just picking the Patriots just because. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots. I, neither one of these teams is any good. I've been saying the Patriots weren't good all year. People are finally starting to catch, uh, catch on with that, but they have enough to beat the Jets who just stink. I mean, Adam Gates, I don't know how he still has a job. All right, now for the Steelers versus the Cowboys. This is our game of the week. Dang it. Uh, but the Steelers, of course, 7-0. Cowboys, 2-6. and I mean, Dale, is there even is – there is there a road to victory for the Cowboys? Is there a matchup? Is there a thing that they can say, hey, if this one thing goes our way, we have a chance? Yeah, if the Steelers turn the ball over eight times – uh, they'll have a chance. I mean, the Eagles turned it over four times last week and still beat, beat this team by 14 points. Um, honestly, this is a bad football team. Uh, it, it's only gotten worse. by they weren't, they weren't a good team with Dak Prescott healthy, but they were a dangerous team. Mm-hmm. Now they're just a bad football team. Yeah, I mean – there's, there's nothing here that I see that the Steelers need to be scared. And now we've been here before. Well, we, we, we said that about the Raiders two years ago when the Steelers went into Oakland and, and yeah, lost. They always struggle in Oakland. I mean, Oakland. Right, but that was, again, that's Oakland. That's the black hole. And they at least had Derek Carr. And then Ben got hurt in that game. Like there was a lot of things that added up to that. But this, this is going to be in a, in a dome-controlled environment. This is – they're on their fourth string quarterback, you know, Cooper Rush or yeah. if Devlin Eric Hodges were playing in this game, he would still be the better quarterback. And that's that's where we're at here. So Dale, all that being said, give our audience your score prediction for this game. 34 to 6. 34 to 6. I got to be like 31 to 9 just in case there's some fluky things in there, but I'm in the same range. The Steelers get in the 30s, and they continue uh, to they continue to put up points this year. And the defense, I, I think this is a huge day for the pass rush to to really get after the Cowboys and uh, and put some hurt on some people. So so there you go. There are our picks. I believe our 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 only two picks that were different on Dale. You picked the Chargers. I picked the Raiders. I picked the Saints. You picked the Buccaneers. So that's going to be that. 
We will be back in your ears on Monday recapping that Steelers-Cowboys game. Uh, don't go away, though. I got to do our Showtime segment here, but say goodbye to Dale. He's, he's going to be off to Dallas very shortly. I'm off to Tallahassee to cover the Pitt versus Florida State, um, and it's going to be an exciting weekend. So, Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. We'll be back with Showtime. y'all it's the showtime segment of the dk steelers podcast i'm your host chris carter so showtime of course is where we predict where the game balls should go for the upcoming steelers game now as you heard dale and i talking about i think the key element of this game for the steelers that could really show up on the offense is the ground game and that means james connor getting to take over the, the, the Cowboys' defense give up the most rushing yards in the NFL. Most The teams run on them more than the NFL. Everyone knows that yeah, that's what you can do against this team at all times. I think this is a game where Randy Feekner feeds the ball to James Conner a ton and lets him get busy in this game. I think you see, especially when the Steelers start to get a lead later in the game, he, James Conner is going to wear down this Cowboys' defense. This is the kind of group that he excels against because what's going to happen is their defensive front isn't going to take on a lot of a lot of double teams. They're going to allow the Steelers' offensive linemen to get to the second level, and when that happens, that allows James Conner to get to that second level himself. And once he gets to those linebackers, once he's like three, four yards down down the field, that's where you see James Conner put on his best moves, and that's when you see him with a head of steam. He is tough to bring down, and he's fighting for those extra yards. I really think that he's he's in a place to have a great game this week, and I'm going to I'm going to predict that he's going to get one of my game balls. Now, on defense, I want to give I want to give out different game balls here because I think there's a few possibilities in this game that could really work out really work out for him. One there's got to be a pass rusher that, get, that, that that goes ballistic in this game. I'm going to go with TJ Watt, but part of me feels like the Cowboys are going to try everything they can to just get the ball out of their quarterback's hands really quickly, and usually when that happens, that leads to fewer opportunities for the edge rushers to get the sacks. But who knows? You might see that you might see them have to get desperate. Things don't go right, and TJ Watt jumps that. But also, I think part of what TJ Watt does, and we've seen this with how he did how he did the Giants earlier this year, when he sees people starting to do those quick passes, he'll sneak and just drop back into coverage, and then just jump a pass underneath, which I think will happen a lot in this game. I'd expect a lot of a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of underneath screens and flea flickers. TJ Watt very good at sniffing that kind of stuff out. He's going to get my second game ball. Now for the, my third game ball, I, I really think this is going to be a game about this is, this is going to be a game with a lot of for, forced turnovers in this in this game. Uh, I think I'm going to go <clears throat> See, I, I have a tough time with this because I think that this could go in a few different directions. But I'm go, I'm going to go with Joe Hayden. 
I think that they're going to try and test a few deep shots, and Joe Hayden's going to be... You know what? No, I take that back. I'm going to go with Minka Fitzpatrick, because when they try those deep shots, I think Minka's going to be in a position to help against that, and it's going to come in desperate moments, and he's just going to be sitting back there playing deep safety and collect one, maybe even two interceptions in this game. So those are my game ball predictions of, of this game. Got Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt... Um, and James Conner as my three game ball candidates. We'll see who gets my game balls at the end at, at the at the end, the end of the uh, uh, the next next week's Monday episode. But also at Showtime, we like to talk about uh, key fantasy pit moves or, or concerns I have going into the weekend. Honestly, I I if the Ravens team is so it is is as covid ridden as as the as they look like right now. Now if they get their guys back, I would back off this, but. If they're as beat up as they as they are right now at the linebacker position, I'm making sure Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are, are, are starting prominently on this team. I'd also consider starting T.Y. Hilton this week if Marlon Humphrey's down. Um, uh, in other places, I'm looking at James Robinson for sure against the Texans. Uh, I think the Jaguars are going to try and feed him. Uh, as as best they can to 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 get over to get through the Texans defense. The Texans defense is not good at stopping the run. Um, of course, you heard us talk about Dalvin Cook. Would you start Dalvin Cook every week? But look at look at other options too against the Lions. I, I would I would seriously consider maybe looking at Justin Jefferson a, a good bit there as well. Um, I'd look at Nelson Aguilar for the for the Raiders. The Chargers just got rid of Desmond King. I think their secondary is going to be a little susceptible this week to some big plays. Nelson Aguilar for the Las Vegas Raiders could be a very good option in that game. Another guy I'm looking at for the Bills, John Brown, a wide receiver. He's a deep threat for Josh Allen. I think that's going to be a good place for him this week because the Seahawks give up a ton of big plays. But honestly, there's a few games where I don't think you could go wrong with picking some of the big-name starters on, the, on, on them. That's with the Seahawks and the Bills. I think that both teams are, are in for a huge high-scoring game here. But with the Steelers, honestly... You could pick James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, or Chase Claypool, and I don't think that anyone would have any reason to be mad at you. Heck, you could even go with Eric Ebron in this game. Just get Steelers onto your roster for this game. If you do fantasy football, if you do daily fantasy or you know weekly fantasy like with FanDuel, go do th- go go do that and grab and grab you a Steeler or two this week. I think they're they're going to score big for you. Um, grab a Seahawk, grab a Bill. Um, I think there's some really chances for some high-scoring points out there. I, I mean, I'd also look at Antonio Brown. You know, Dale, Dale grabbed Antonio Brown in the fantasy league. We'll see if that actually helps him. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, I'd, I'd look at I'd look at the Buccaneers because I'm a little shaky about that Saint secondary. I think that they could they can be hit with some big plays. So keep an eye out for those fantasy performances this weekend. We'll talk more about that next week. And this was Showtime here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the DK Steelers Podcast, please uh, subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted on the DK Podcast Network. Um, please leave us a five-star review as well as a positive comment. Really appreciate those who do. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be back in your ears very soon. Mm-hmm.